Hey, my name is Elisa Kay, and I'm here to teach you how to rise above the noise and say yes to owning an unforgettable, impact-making business. On this podcast, you'll learn how to harness the power of your unique story and use magnetic marketing tools so that you can confidently own your place in your industry. Get ready to transform your marketing to reach more people and finally feel authentically you online. It's time to grow your business with purpose. This is the Own Your Message podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode, I will be talking about a question that we actually just covered inside of a group coaching call. And I wanted to go and basically create more content around this question because I think it's really, really, really important. And I think it's one that we get asked a lot behind the scenes. So a lot of the clients that we work with are coaches and consultants and service providers. So when I say service provider, what I mean is you create or provide a service for someone else. I would consider coaches and consultants to be part of that spectrum, BT dubs, but more traditional service providers like web designers, like tech experts, like automation queens, like photographers, all of that jazz, right? A lot of our service provider clients actually tend to get the majority of their business off of their website. So a lot of the people that we work with have, you know, got SEO up to their eyeballs. They are discoverable. They're go-to experts. They have a great referral network. The majority of the people that we work with tend to fall into this category more often than not. And I think it's an interesting conversation that we just had we just had with Casey inside of our um, metrics and audience call around like, okay, well, if we're, if we're measuring the metrics and if we're measuring the behind the scenes effectiveness of the strategy, right? Like keyword research and being discoverable through this website, referrals and so on. What is the role of social media in that ecosystem? Like, is there even... E- any point in me as this service provider, as someone who's got the system down to be creating content on the socials when 99.9% of my business comes from my website? And I think this is a really, really valid question because the truth of the matter is, is that it just depends on your goals. And this is something that we've definitely had like a back and forth with my business partner about because I will always maintain, and this is a blanket statement that I stand by for sure, that social media is an integral part of you being a CEO and you being a brand and you creating a future for your business. And this episode is created with that lens in mind so just as a sort of blanket statement I really do feel very very strongly about social media being the thing that we need to focus more of our effort attention and energy on and I really do believe that content marketing specifically aka creating content is a really really easy gateway to doing that. And I think that a lot of people don't think about their website as being an extension of their wider social media presence. So today's episode is going to be focusing on that. And I think that it's really, really, really important for you to think about 
how are you using your social media today to establish yourself as the go-to expert in your field? You can have the best website on earth. You can have the most, you know, efficiently branded, beautiful, uh, lyrical language, SEO specific, magical engine, right? That is the website. Fabulous. We, we'd love to see a great, great and well put together website for sure. But the reality of being a business owner in today's society is that most people are going to find your website and then they're going to do what? They're going to go and stalk you on social media. They're going to go and find you on their platform of choice. And they're going to check you out. Whether we like this or not, this is the reality of being a business owner. I would say that like maybe one out of 50 people won't do that. Most people will go and stalk you. And it's really, really important that you understand the role that social media plays in relationship and in the ecosystem of your website. So that means... You have to know the importance of creating really great content and doing it consistently so that it doesn't look like you've, you know, ghosted your audience for the last year and a half. So taking that perspective, right, we have to understand that if your website is the engine, is the engine that makes the sales, is the engine that people discover, fantastic. Then your social media, it's the know, like, and trust ecosystem which helps that engine be more effective. It essentially helps the engine run smoother. So if we look at your website as the conversion tool, maybe you know a small percentage of your traffic will convert. And depending on where, what niche you're in and what industry you're in, that's gonna be very different based on you know, industry specifics. But let's say for this, for this example, of the visitors on your um, services page will say yes and will book a consult with you, right? So out of 100% of traffic, 3% will say yes. Again, I'm making the statistic up. It will depend on your industry. It will depend on how much traffic you have. It will depend on so many different things. But as a ballpark, 100% of traffic, 3% will click and, you know, convert to a consultation with you. What happens to the other 97%? And I think that this is the biggest black hole that people don't understand. Sure, as I'm looking for a service provider, I've got my Google, you know, options open and I've typed in website designer and I have 50 different options open. Typically, there are going to be several factors that customers use to decide which service providers are being filtered out, right? So maybe I'm left with three to five people in the end, three to five people that I like the look of. I will then go and I will stalk all of those five social media followers um, or followings, excuse me. And if you're one of the five, then obviously I'm going to go and check out what your story says, who are your highlights. I'm going to check out your work. I'm going to check out your grid. I'm going to check out your feed. And based on that, based on that interaction, more often than not, particularly if you're in a competitive industry, I'm going to make up my buying decision based on what I see on the gram or on the TikToks or on whatever, the LinkedIn, whatever it may be, right? I will get the vibe check. And if the two services or three services are really, really similar, I will go for the person I like the most. So social media is a really great way of you 
creating that wider ecosystem that you can't necessarily attribute sales to in the, in the same direct way of like someone has clicked on my sales page, has clicked a button, then clicked checkout. Social media and your presence, therefore, and the content that you create acts as a wider channel, as a wider marketing engine to help people go back into your funnel and say yes to help people ultimately make up their final buying decision. So it's really, really great at capturing the other 97%. And let's face it, right? Maybe of the 97%, only 30% will go and stalk you. And out of the 30%, maybe, you know, depending on how good your social media is, maybe up to 20% will click follow and will want to see more. Right, so when we're making that buying decision, we have to understand that different customers are at different buying stages. And we wanna give people as many connection points to us as possible. So we wanna make it really, really easy for people to make that purchasing decision to go deeper. So if I was starting from scratch and I decided to open up a new funnel making agency, I would create my website. I would obviously do the magic tools that I would use as I do today right and then what I would do is I would create let's say I'd probably create an Instagram account today because that's the platform that I would spend probably more more time on than most based on the research that we've done in our audience so I'm going to use Instagram as my example today and then I would think about okay from an Instagram perspective what is it that I want to see from a content-based perspective right what is it that I need to see on that profile? Well, I need to see a clear profile picture. I need to see a clear bio. And then I need to see some clear content that shows me that you are the expert. I need to see some clear content that gives me that credibility factor that tells me, oh, this person really knows what they're doing. I need to see some clear content that makes me know, like, and trust you enough to be investing my hard-earned cash into whatever it is that I need fixing, right? So from my perspective, as a potential buyer, I would look at the website to filter through the people. I would like, you know, the the sales page. And if I was still stuck on making that buying decision, I would make my ultimate buying decision based on the content that surrounds you, based on the presence that you have cultivated. And whether we like it or not, humans I like that. We go and stalk people. We want to see more. We want to go underneath and deeper uh, behind behind the closed doors. So I want to see whether you are a dog or a cat person. I want to see whether, you know, you're nurturing. I want to see whether you're sassy and funny. I want to see whether you like the shows that I like. I want to see that you are a human who understands me as the other human on the other side of the Zoom. And I think that a lot of the time we underestimate the value that our content can give and create and we underestimate that human factor connection that is so, so, so important in creating that buying trust and creating that next step, right, for our clients. And the faster we can get into the zone of, okay, this is just a part of my marketing engine. Just like I keep up to date with all the trends, just like I keep up with the rankings of my website, right? Just like I keep up to date with the blog posts, right? That maybe no one even reads, but they rank highly, so I'm going to do them anyway, right? We have to start to understand that the social media content that we create 
needs to serve a purpose and needs to answer these three core questions. Why you? Why now? And what's next? Why are you the expert? And what, like, why do I need to invest right now? And what's my next step? Those three whys are so, so, so important. And I want more good-natured, incredibly talented service providers to understand that, you know, as important as referral networks are, as important as having banging SEO is, your social media presence is the one thing that most people neglect. And it's the one thing that you can't afford to neglect because the reality is, is that people make these buying decisions taking into account who you are online. And the people who are consistent in creating that content are creating a loyal, bigger audience that they can then do more things with. They can then have more options of transitioning, creating products. They can then do more with their business by creating that consistency and by adding content creation to their workflow, by adding their content creation to their normal to-dos, right? And it's not like a dramatic, I don't know, a three-part trilogy. That's what a trilogy is, Elisa, but you know what I mean? Like a three-part epic of how you overcame all the obstacles and decided to finally create content. It's just that, okay, this is what I do as a business owner. I check for these specific stats. I look at these specific analytics. I do these specific steps for my clients and I also create content so that it becomes part of the bigger ecosystem of what it is that you do. But it's really, really important for that to actually happen, right? You have to understand the purpose of it. And I think the biggest purpose for creating social media as a service provider, number one, is that it gives that no like, and trust factor and it amplifies it. And, and if you've created your profiles properly, right, and set them up correctly, then it pushes all of those great buttons and answers all those questions that people are having about your product or about your service, right? Let's imagine that I'm a photographer and I'm really self-conscious, right, as a, or I'm looking for a photographer rather, and I'm really self-conscious as a client. Who do you think I'm going to trust? Someone who is really nurturing on that profile and talks about the client experience and making me feel safe and, you know, and easing into it and the importance of, you know, making my clients feel great, right? Versus the photographer who might be all about being bold and sassy and is all about like loud branding and it's all very much like rock chick loud, right? who talks about the fun aspects of the packages, right? If I'm making my buying decision, I'm probably as that customer going to go for the first person who has addressed that objection and addressed that concern for me in their social media content. So I might not even necessarily go around price shopping because that first person will just shine brighter than everyone else, which has happened with, you know, a lot of our clients in the past where their social media helps those buyers make more effective decisions and faster decisions and therefore eliminates that doubt, fear and worry. It doesn't necessarily happen all of the time, but most of the time that's what we see with clients when they implement social media as part of their wider ecosystem. 
So for you as a service provider, here are the things that I would ask myself. If my website is addressing all of those questions, concerns, etc., what would be the purpose of someone clicking on my social media? What is it that they need to see, hear and feel to make that buying decision even easier? And am I having my website and my social media be like a cohesive engine that plays off each other? Is it like the yin, yin and the yang where they're working in, in you know, cohesion? Or am I overcomplicating things and am I not necessarily using them in tandem with each other? Are they completely separate bit like beasts that don't necessarily reflect one another? It's really, really important that if your website is the driver of your primary sales, that your social media is therefore then a reflection of said website, that you are unifying your messaging and your messaging is working like a symphony, like a beautiful song. So your next steps, your next step is the others. I want you to think about whether or not you actually have a content plan in place and whether or not you have a strategy to execute, to create your content every single week. That's thing number one. If the answer to that is no, then obviously we have an incredible program that literally over a thousand people have tried to test it and loved. And it's called the Content Planning Party. We do content planning parties pretty regularly. Usually we've been doing them every once a quarter, but I'm gonna actually going to be switching up it up and doing them at the end of every month on the dot so if you want to join us inside of the content planning party the links in the show notes or the url is contentplanningparty.co.uk it is one of my favorite things to do ever 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 so that's thing number one and thing number two i want you to think about if you have had the content planning party have planned your content etc and you you didn't necessarily feel like there is cohesion between your website and your content before you join us in the next content planning party I want you to think about what are the the evergreen elements of your social media aka the things that don't change like your bio your image your headers your links your highlights things like that your featured articles your you know pinned posts what are those things and are they addressing those three questions that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode to really dive deeper as to why you are the person? Why should they trust you? Why do they need to take the next step now? And what is it that you want them to do next? Are those three questions really, really clear, really, really obvious and really, 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 really highlighted everywhere. Because it might feel a little bit repetitive to you, but having those evergreen pieces of real estate on your social media, especially when it's pointing back to your website, is going to create that um, energetic exchange, right? And that yin-yang conundrum or yin-yang balance between your website and your social media and will help you, therefore, look like a stronger, right, more um, reliable service provider 
and it will ultimately help your buyers make a bet like a more succinct and better buying decision ultimately what we want our websites and social media to do is help people filter out help them see whether you are the right expert for them and the answer to that might be no but your social media presence and your website should give them that clear answer and you know in the best case scenario it should give them a clear yes that yes you are the person that they want to hire and yes they are ready to take the next step because my friend the truth is is that your marketing your positioning and especially your messaging when it's cohesive it is the strongest asset that you have all right i'll speak to you next time for now have an amazing day